0: Experience Bioneers with a ticket to our 2016 National Conference, October 21st to the 23rd in San Rafael, California. To register and learn more, visit conference.bioneers.org. Stay tuned for a special 25% discount for our podcast and radio listeners. This week on the Bioneers Revolution from the Heart of Nature. What
1: I like to do is to be able to bring the possibility for hope and healing to people everywhere who need it and to engage people in helping and healing
0: themselves and each other. I'm Neil Harvey. Simple answers to anxiety, pain, and depression for healing the inner environment on the Bioneers Revolution from the Heart of Nature.
2: The following program is made possible in part by Organic Valley Family of Farms, organic and family-owned since 1988. Learn more at organicvalley.coop. By Park Foundation, dedicated to heightening public awareness of critical issues. And by support from listeners like you, helping air Bioneers radio programs worldwide free of charge. Visit Bioneers.org.
0: The word trauma comes from the Greek word travma which means a hole or a puncture. But the ancient Greeks used the word to also mean a spiritual wound, a hole in the soul. The world today is ravaged by traumas, from the repercussions of war, privation, and economic crashes to natural disasters and ongoing environmental degradation, including the mounting harms of climate change. But in today's hyper-connected world, there's a slow-motion disaster ricocheting around the planet that usually includes a synchronized failure of the economy and the environment. It's what the military might call a low-intensity conflict, a semi-permanent state of strife short of a full-blown war. It takes an unrelenting human toll on everyone, triggering anxiety, depression, fear, and not uncommonly a sense of despair. After all, what can a person do in the face of these huge forces that seem so far beyond our control? Scientific research on the brain is uncovering remarkable insights into the mechanisms of post-traumatic stress and what's called neuroplasticity, the brain's remarkable ability to be rewired and retrained. The implications are profound. What might happen if we approach healing the environment from the inside out? This is taking a breath. Healing the Inner Environment, with world-renowned psychiatrist Dr. James S. Gordon. My name is Neil Harvey. I'll be your host. Welcome to The Bioneers, revolution from the heart of nature. Dr. James Gordon has spent his life studying how people can recover from trauma by employing a set of practices that treat the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. He's a psychiatrist and the founder and director of the Center for Mind-Body Medicine in Washington, D.C. Here's some of what science is uncovering about trauma, anxiety, and depression. Scientific research on the brain has shown us two very important realities. The first is that these kinds of traumatic events activate the amygdala, the ancient fight-or-flight part of our brain, and it can be very hard to come down from the panic reaction our brain can become stuck like a freeze frame in a movie or patterned for panic which can then become a self-perpetuating dynamic and worsen the very situation causing it the second body of research is hopeful it shows that our brains continue to develop and change over the course of a lifetime it's called neuroplasticity even in old age we can grow new neurons make new connections and train our brains in other words we have the power to change our inner state, to come back to center and practice clear thinking. As we come to understand more about the true nature of our inner environment, we're discovering a powerful capacity for regeneration and healing. Since 1994, the Center for Mind Body Medicine has trained thousands of teachers, healthcare professionals, and community leaders who've brought scientifically validated techniques for self-care and self-awareness to tens of thousands of traumatized individuals and communities around the world. Dr. James Gordon.
1: The individual is inseparable from her social and natural environment and from the sense of meaning and purpose in her or his life. And so part of addressing these imbalances is to try to redress the imbalance between you know our individual life and the life of our community the life of our family and the life of the natural world around us. So they, they go together. And that's one of the reasons why we work so much with groups is because this gives people an opportunity to, to find at least a small society in which their efforts to heal
0: themselves can be complemented by the power of the group. Dr. Gordon uses ancient mind-body healing techniques of self-care to reconnect each individual with his or her own nature, with family and community, and with the natural world. The techniques of mind-body medicine are low-tech, non-denominational, inexpensive, and draw on the traditions of many cultures. We let people know right from the beginning that there are things that
1: they can do to help themselves. One of the major issues of anybody suffering from anxiety, depression, chronic illness of any kind, is feeling helpless and hopeless. Those are the hallmarks of depression. But if you talk with people with chronic pain, for example, you'll hear the same things, or people who are anxious or afraid of going outside or worried about the economy. They just have a sense that there's nothing they can do. So we begin by teaching a very simple deep breathing technique breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth, allowing your belly to be soft. If thoughts come, you let them come, you let them go. You bring your mind back to the phrase that you're saying to yourself, which is very simple, soft belly. So people do this for five minutes, and then I would say, uh, how many of you noticed the change? And usually it's eight out of ten people. Sometimes more, sometimes seven, but rarely fewer than seven. I listen. What's the change? I feel more relaxed. I feel like I'm more present here. I'm more grounded. My shoulders are tense, and I can feel them beginning to relax. And then I also ask what the problem is, if there were any problems in doing this. And people will say, well, I had these thoughts that kept coming all the time. And I say, that's fine. Of course you're going to have thoughts that come. Just let them come and let them go. At the end of this exercise, which takes maybe five minutes for the breathing and a few minutes for questioning, everybody in that room knows that it is possible for them to make a difference in how they feel. And they've learned it, for the most part, from their own experience. But let's say you were able to feel relaxed and I wasn't. I'm thinking, well, you know, maybe if she can feel relaxed, then maybe if not today, then some other time I can feel relaxed. Right from the beginning, we're saying to everybody we work with, regardless of age, education, medical students. It could be anxious fifth graders in an inner-city preschool, and it could be people in an old folks' home somewhere. Everybody has the sense that they can do something to change how they feel, to change their physiology, they're breathing more slowly, maybe their hearts beating more slowly, that that lies within them. And that they can do it in a context with other people where they feel safe and supported and where they can learn from and even be playful with other people. So that's
0: the beginning of our work, regardless of the setting that we're in. Dr. Gordon learned firsthand about the power of simple meditation techniques, yoga and dance, more than 40 years ago when he started using them for his own well-being. When he began to discover that nearly everyone can experience such immediate dramatic positive effects from something so disarmingly simple as soft belly breathing, he began to wonder how such techniques could fit into a comprehensive healthcare care system. And so since I'm a doctor and my job is to be useful
1: to other people, I figure, well, if they can be useful to me, then why not begin to integrate them into what I do with other people? So I began to do that. I was a researcher at The National Institute of Mental Health in Washington. And so I began to do this with runaway and homeless kids, and I began to look at the possibility later on when I was working with very troubled adolescents. And I could see that these techniques could make a difference in their lives and in my life. And I could see it could make a difference with the private patients I was seeing, usually people from adolescence on up through adulthood who were going through troubles with their husbands or wives or had cancer, heart disease. So I was watching this approach make a difference. And then about 20 years ago, I started the Center for Mind-Body Medicine because it had become clear to me by that time that these approaches to self-care and mutual help should be central to all health care. They should be fundamental to the training of all health professionals. And they should be an integral part of the education of our children. Because these are the approaches. If you look at our healthcare care situation in this country, or for that matter, any country, in a fair-minded way, what's immediately clear is that everything that we've done, the trillions of dollars that we've invested in our health care in this country, are actually making our health care somewhat worse. Although we're great at dealing with a terrible car accident, or if you need to have your gallbladder taken out, or if you have an overwhelming infection... Most of the problems that most of us have, most of the time, we do not have any magic bullets for. There is no simple surgical or pharmaceutical answer. And that the only way to treat and prevent chronic illness is with these techniques of self-care and with
0: mutual help. Dr. Gordon began to apply the techniques in his psychiatry practice, working with incarcerated and at-risk youth.
1: I'll give you an example from... Here in the U.S., a 16-year-old kid who was on a psychiatric ward that I ran 30 years ago. Let's say I call him Renee. That wasn't his name. And he's an inner-city kid, black kid, always in trouble from the time he was a little kid. You know, if a cop came along and tried to collar six kids who were, you know, doing graffiti, the other five would get away and the cop would catch Renee. If everybody was talking in class, Renee would be the one who'd be sent to the principal's office. The other kids were beating him up. A couple kids would be playing pool, and he would try to take the pool cue away. And so they're not going to let him do that. He just had a knack for getting in trouble. And on this psychiatric ward that I ran, I taught meditation. We had basketball. We had kung fu. And he really liked those. And they were helpful to him, but he was still incredibly agitated And I noticed that he drank Cokes and he ate sweets all the time. So I I sat down with him and I said, and this is really the way I relate to people generally. I said, let's look at the situation. Let's take a real look at what's going on. You're getting yourself constantly in trouble. You're in trouble in school. You're in trouble here. You're going to wind up in jail for a long stretch if you keep going the way you're you're going. You know, you're, you're out of control and you eat all these sweets. And I'm thinking, you know, you're better after we do Kung Fu and you're better after we do meditation. But I'm wondering, you know, if these sweets don't have anything to do with it, you know, cause you get so agitated. And he said, well, uh, maybe, maybe so doc, maybe so doc. He was, he talked so fast. I couldn't understand. him. I said, well, listen, Renee, how about an experiment for 10 days? No Cokes, no candy. Let's see what happens within two or three days. He was a totally different kid. Life on the ward was much happier for everybody, including Rene. Nobody was beating him up. This went along for ten days. I came in on the eleventh day, and he was climbing the walls. Then he was punching people. hair punching him. I said, "What happened, Rene?" He says, "Man, doc, man, doc." He said, "Those ten days." I said, "Worked so well. I had me some Snickers bars to celebrate." I said, "Okay, now you know, and it's up to you. You got it. Ten days." You're cool. You're not getting in trouble. You're very
0: sensitive to sugar, and you have to decide. Over the past two decades, the Center for Mind-Body Medicine has demonstrated how the techniques of mindfulness, movement, and self-expression can help to heal people dealing with the trauma and stress of cancer, heart disease, chronic pain, and depression. But Dr. James Gordon wanted to push the envelope to see whether this same approach could relieve suffering in some of the most troubled parts of the planet. So he and the Center for Mind-Body Medicine brought their program to victims of man-made and natural disasters around the world. Since then, they've published two recent randomized control trials on the effects of these techniques in healing people traumatized by war, both in Kosovo and in Gaza. They are currently working with the Department of Defense on a study measuring the effects of their program with troops returning from Iraq and Afghanistan their published results have demonstrated a near eighty percent decrease in symptoms of PTSD in these people. As Dr. James Gordon illustrates, the fundamental language of self-care is a sort of underground river of healing techniques that are seldom tapped by our current health care system, which really is more of a downstream disease care system. Simple practices such as soft belly breathing, mindfulness meditation, group processing and basic nutrition can instead prevent the onset of chronic diseases from occurring in the first place and mitigate or heal trauma. Dr. Gordon began to take these practices to some of the world's most dangerous and traumatized places where people were trying to rebuild their lives. He and his trainers have gone into war zones and disaster areas knowing that transformation is possible. He spoke at a recent Bioneers conference. One of the places we work is
1: Haiti. And one of the overwhelming feelings in Haiti is everything's totally out of our control. Not only the nature that produced the earthquake, but the economy, the political situation, the housing situation, everything is beyond their control. But simply being able to breathe and being able to make a positive difference through breathing has been the beginning for many of the people we've worked with and many of the people that they've worked with, the beginning of change. So, somebody who will come to one of our trainings or one of our workshops, she'll bring this technique home to her family, everybody will do soft belly at night. And in many instances, dozens that I've heard about, and I'm sure there are many more, people have the first decent night's sleep they've had since the earthquake. Because for the first time, they're able to quiet the fight or flight and stress response that has been there ever since those first moments of the earthquake, that sense of everything racing all the time and the feeling that goes with it of I can't do anything about this. One of the beautiful lessons that I keep learning more and more is that simple things are enormously powerful and that this kind of technique can be
0: taught to anyone and virtually anyone can teach it to other people. The fight-or-flight response is the hardwired sympathetic nervous system signaling the organism to defend itself or run for its life. Freezing is the defense mechanism of the parasympathetic nervous system, like a rabbit immobilized like a statue to hide from a fox. In PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, either or both of these mechanisms can still be in overdrive months, years, or decades after the original traumatic experience. Dr. Gordon witnessed these kinds of sustained traumatic reactions in a group of Kosovo teenagers who were in a bereft Macedonian refugee camp during a fierce NATO bombing. I walked in this tent, and there were about 50 or 60
1: teenage girls like this, all looking very serious. I started doing a little talk about the fight or flight, and stress response. Girls were all very well-mannered, very serious. I said, "No, got to do something else. I said, okay, let's stand up. So we stood up and we started to shake. Within two minutes, 50% of the girls were weeping. And they continued. And then we had them sit in groups and do drawings. Drawings of themselves and their biggest problem and solution to the problem. This is the first time they were able to talk about what had been happening to them during the war that their brothers and their fathers were fighting or in jail or maybe dead. And they couldn't talk about it with their mothers or their younger siblings or their grandparents because they didn't want to upset anybody. So they had to be tough. But you can't be tough all the time. It's gonna take a toll on you. So they started crying and talking and sharing. and Then they came back. I had everybody come back in the large group again. I got them up, talked a little, then got them up shaking and dancing. And this time they were dancing, you know, Just like teenage girls. And afterwards, they came up to me and they said things to me like, do you know Michael Jackson? And do you have any CDs you'd like to trade with me? Because they could not recover being an ordinary teenage girl with the pleasures and silliness of a teenage girl without having to feel the tremendous sorrow and fear that they felt. And just this one afternoon, I don't have long-term follow-up, But there was a little, a greater degree of freedom in them, and it was through the body. I could have talked to them at great length, individually or in a group. It wouldn't happen. But simply getting up and moving
0: the body, it was all there. Eventually, the Center for Mind-Body Medicine trained 600 people from Kosovo, including everyone who worked in the community mental health system. It created a local faculty from the young, up-and-coming Kosovo-Albanian leaders in psychiatry and psychology. Astoundingly, Kosovo is today the only place in the world where mind-body medicine is an integral fundamental part of the national health system. The center has since brought mind-body medicine training to the place that is perhaps the very epitome of permanent conflict and trauma, Israel and Palestine. There are now more than 420 trained clinicians and educators leading programs in Gaza for adults and school children. During a visit there, Dr. Gordon was introduced to one student named Ahmed. I talked with Ahmed, and I said, Ahmed, tell me what it's been like. What's
1: gone on? Why did you come to this group? And he said, oh, he said, you know, my teacher told me to come because I was having so much trouble concentrating. I was so anxious. He said, I came into the group, and the first day... I did that soft belly breathing that you teach. And uh, breathing in through my nose and out through my mouth with my belly soft. He said, after five minutes, he said, I, I got a little bit of relief. He said, and then I told people in the group what was going on that a couple of months ago my best friend and I were throwing stones at Israeli tanks, and the Israeli soldiers shot and killed my friend. And I mean, I was there holding him in my arms when he was dying and there was blood all over and his face was pale and there was nothing, nothing I could do about him. And he said, ever since then, I've been so anxious and so upset. And in my dreams, I see him lying there and I see his face, I see the pale face and I see the blood all over. And he said, I was very glad that I could talk about this and I felt a little bit better. And I kept on doing the soft belly. He said, then something else happened. And I'm telling you this now, and I haven't talked about this before. In the third group, we did an exercise with the wise guide. You go to a safe place in your mind, and then you imagine a guide coming to you who's going to help you. He said, and the first guide who came to me was my grandfather. And the suggestion was that I talk about a problem that I was having. He said, I feel so bad and I have these nightmares and I can't concentrate in school, even though that's a little better now, but I still go out several times a week and I throw stones at the Israeli tanks because I want them to kill me. And my grandfather said, oh, you're a good boy. I love you very much. He said, and then another guide came to me, and it was the Quran. And so I asked the Quran, what should I do? And there were some quotes from the Quran about peacefulness, and that was helpful to me. And then the Quran disappeared from my mind, and my dead friend came. And so I said to him, what should I do? And he said to me, Ahmed, don't throw stones at thanks. He said, that's not the way to honor me it's not your fault that i died if you want to honor me you will grow up you will marry you will have children you'll be an old man before you die and then you will come to me in paradise he said and since that's happened i haven't thrown stones at tanks anymore
0: this powerful story of transformational healing gives a glimmer of the hope that's possible and what many consider the most intractable and traumatic conflict on the planet. It's not an isolated example. The work has continued to produce extraordinary results throughout Gaza. When 500 people met in groups to practice mind-body medicine for two hours a week, for 10 or 12 weeks, 80% of them reported a reduction in the symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. Seven months later, more than 70% still felt relief despite ongoing conflict and severe economic hardship again Dr James Gordon and i'm particularly drawn to
1: situations that are terribly painful where there's so much despair i want to be working with us military coming back from iraq and afghanistan and with their families and beginning to do that we've trained over 300 people who work with the military clinicians and some peer counselors i really have that goal of making this model central to the health care of everybody, to the training of all health and mental health professionals, and to the education of children. Bringing this model into school systems here in the United States, along with nutrition. We're working in Haiti, and I'm hoping to create what will essentially be the first national program of primary mental health care. We have the capacity to do it. I have 100 trained faculty 60 of whom can do the work of training others at a very high level in English. Others may only speak their own language, and the receptivity is very, very high. What I like to do is to be able to bring the possibility for hope and healing to people everywhere who need it. That's the modest goal I have, (laughs) and to, to engage people in helping and healing themselves and each other, and to
0: create the opportunity for them to do that. Dr. James Gordon, Taking a Breath, Healing the Inner Environment. You can listen to a variety of Bioneers radio shows and view conference videos online at Bioneers.org where you can also learn about attending the National Bioneers Conference or a local Bioneers Conference near you. The Bioneers, Revolution from the Heart of Nature, is a production of Collective Heritage Institute. Executive Producer, Kenny Ausubel. Written by Catherine Stifter and Kenny Ausubel. Senior Producer, Neil Harvey. Managing Producer, Stephanie Welch. Production Management, Aaron Leventman and Nicole Spangenberg. Original recordings provided by Focus Audiovisual. Interview Recording Engineer, Jeff Westman. Our theme music is taken from the album Journey Between by Baca Beyond and used by permission of Hannibal Records, a Ryko Disc label. Additional music was made available by Sounds True at SoundsTrue.com. For more music information, please visit pioneers.org. My name is Neil Harvey. Thank you for listening. I invite you to join the pioneers in inspiring a shift to live on Earth in ways that honor the web of life, each other, And future generations. This is program number 1112.
2: This series is made possible by Organic Valley Family of Farms, organic and family owned since 1988. Learn more at organicvalley.coop and by Park Foundation, dedicated to heightening public awareness of critical issues. For more information, visit bioneers.org or call. One eight seven seven 877
0: bioneer If you love Bioneers Radio, it's free and easy to support us. Just take a moment to post a review on our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you find our show online. You'll be helping other people find and enjoy these incredible thinkers and storytellers. And thank you for helping us out.
2: Experience Bioneers in person by attending our 2016 National Conference, October 21st through the 23rd in San Rafael, California. For a special 25% discount, register at conference.bioneers.org and use the special promo code BIONEERSFANS. That's all one word, BIONEERSFANS, F-A-N-S.